Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. And the new children 
who are now four and five years old. So they all take care of this man. Now, he does live in a facility. Yes, you know, like a nursing facility, about 10 minutes from their home. But they get him on a regular basis. They do care for him in a major, major way where, you know, she has to fill out papers with the court. Yes, that they do take care of him. And she has to prove on a periodic basis to the judge that they're still you know, taking care of him and they love him and, you know, she supplies a family picture. Yep, a family picture, including the ex-husband, each time to kind of convince the judge that they're all one big happy family. Hmm. Now, I know that's some kind of love that a whole lot of people could not get with, could not understand, and, you know, it's exceptional. It's exceptional. Now, the due time crew was asked if they, you know, know, could see themselves being in this type of relationship. Well... Brother Al said yes. You know, he would show the love of God. And Pastor K.L. said, oh, he just has not graduated to that state yet. <laughs> Lady Tamika, oh, she quite didn't answer, you know, could not really, you know, put it together enough to be able to say uh, yes or no. But we all have to admit that that would be some exceptional level of love. Right? Yeah. Imagine yourself. Imagine yourself. Imagine that being you. Could you fall into that situation could you fall into that situation alrighty that's what the conversation the relationship conversation was about so then we had our switch tip yes we had the switch with Shantice yesterday and the switch tip number 175 Display unconditional love. Well, Shanti's kind of brought out unconditional love in another, another scenario. And she kind of stole my clothing. Yeah. Well, let's talk reality. The reality is, no matter how much, how beautiful, how noble, how great this level of unconditional love was of this woman, 
Would the real level of unconditional love be shown had she stayed married to him? Ooh. Did somebody get like a jolt right there? Yeah. Something to think about, huh? Yes. Well, the switch tip, which came kind of equivalent to the closing. That unconditional love actually does not say you now get your family together. You rally everybody in the family to show this level of love to your ex-husband more than the unconditional love of, well, for better or for worse. Yeah. You know, what does God ultimately expect us to do? Does he expect for us to rally up the new family and take care of this man? You know, there was pictures, there were pictures of, the new husband feeding the old husband and, you know, the uh, kids calling the old husband, uncle. Um, <laughs> Does God honor that more than he would have honored the fact that you made a vow for better or for worse? And in sickness and in health, and when the traumatic brain injury took place, you hung on in there. You didn't divorce him. You didn't move on with your life. But that you honored the vow that you made when you got married. Mm, Wow. That's a big question. That's a huge question. Is that really the unconditional love that God is looking for us to display more than the unconditional love of, you know, making this commitment to take care of this man for the rest of his life? Because the reality is you might go before he does. Yeah. What does that mean? And what would that mean? So that was the question for yesterday. So display unconditional love might look a little different if you look at it that way. Opposed to that second scenario which is the first scenario that we were given. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Pastor K.L. said he would have stayed in the relationship. And uh, I I can probably say that most people would not have. No. You know, she was young when she got married, and, you know, people think about their life. You know, I'm young, I deserve to have you know, a life, and, you know, if I take care of him, you know, I'll be doing what God wants me to do. 
Well, again, the question comes, where's that unconditional love? Where's the real unconditional love? So, that's something for everybody to think about. All right? All righty. Well, that's how we spent our Monday morning. Today is, ah, let's talk about it, Tuesday Church Folk Day. Yes. It's here, the day we get to talk, 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 talk. Well, that's all we really do anyway. But, you know, especially today. Well, I have no idea what the church folk question or conversation is really going to be about. You know, we never know where we're going to land here on its due time with Pastor Steph. So, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. We know the cause for some birth defects, but for most, we don't. That's because we think most birth defects are caused by a complex mix of factors. There are some factors that can increase the chance of having a baby with a birth defect. These are called risk factors and include smoking, drinking alcohol, or taking certain street drugs during pregnancy, having certain medical conditions such as obesity or uncontrolled diabetes, taking certain medications such as some acne drugs, having someone in your family with a birth defect, being an older mother, typically over 34, and exposure to some chemicals and viruses during pregnancy. Having one or more of these factors doesn't necessarily mean your baby will have a birth defect. It is important to talk to your doctor about what you can do to improve your chances to have a healthy baby. Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. Mm -hmm. We're here already, already, already. The 30th of January, 2024. Yes, so so glad to be with you this morning and to get an opportunity to share the first part of the morning with you. So let's get to talking. All right? All right, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Mm, well, we got a few Stories to talk about this morning. Well, one story, our first story, 
actually is a kind of an update on a story that we covered previously. Well, I don't know if you remember the Olympics and that whole um, disqualification for the illegal drugs with the Russians. Remember, come on, let's think about it. Remember when that Russian figure skater Camila via, I think, Valivia, Valivia? Yeah, remember she, there was this up, up, um, this uproar about the fact that she had used some drugs and they didn't know whether they were going to consider her, like, using illegal drugs and she, like, won the uh, medal for the skating. Yeah. Well, these are the Olympics from 2022. And so, yes, I know, I know, I know it's a couple years ago at this point, pretty much, or at least a year and a half ago. So, when they had the skating part, they found out that she had taken some kind of a drug. And she won the the gold medal. And United States won the silver and Japan won the bronze. Well, they've completed all of their investigation and they found that when she tested positive for that heart medication that was banned. Come on, I know you remember this if you just kind of think. Yeah, this was some huge, huge thing. And they finally concluded that, yeah, that she had taken this drug and that they were disqualifying her from this win. So that means that with her being disqualified, that means that U.S. is moving up into the first place. And I'm trying to see. Okay, here we go. The United States will move into the gold. Canada um, will now move into that final spot, that third spot. Mm-hmm. They're going to take that spot on the podium. And the, the holdup of everybody's medal was the hugest part, yes, I said it, the largest part of this whole thing because for... Two years, year and a half, or however else, you know, we're going to, you know, this time that they've spent, these medalists haven't gotten their awards. No, at all. So 
they are thinking about giving it away at the 2000, I think, 26, or no, the 2025 Winter Olympics, or before the 2026 Winter Olympics, something to that effect. So they've had to wait all this time for their medal. So they held up everybody's winning for this particular course. So, you know, now they have a chance to appeal this. That's the interesting part. They actually have a chance to appeal this, Russia, within 30 days of their decision. So... She's also been banned. Yeah, she's been banned from participating in anything for like a few years now. So, you know, they're not going to see her anytime soon. So, you know, they never really said, you know, why, you know, she needed to take it. There wasn't a whole lot of talk back during that time. But, you know, she's pretty young, too. You know, these these, uh, Olympians are are pretty young. And, you know, I guess, you know, after a while, this will come up off of her uh, record. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how she uh, ends up making out. You know, listen, she's young, and before you know it, the time would have passed her by. Yeah, you know, you know, by the time all of these Winter Olympics come around again, you know, it's quite a few years between the time. So, you know, she'll be off and running and doing something else, and she'll be all right. Yeah, they always bounce back. That other chick, the can't think of her name, the girl on our side of the fence. You know, she's she's been running. The one who took the drugs, you know, because the mother had passed away. She said, "Mm-hmm." She's been competing, so. Like I said, you know, these these kids are young. They'll bounce back, you know, before you know it'll be time. They're training. A lot of their training goes on for years. So they don't really have, an, you know, an opportunity to, you know, really sit over in the corner. They got to keep it going. So they got to bounce back. One way or the other, they have to bounce back. All right? Well... If you are planning to travel, you know, traveling abroad is something different now. Ever since this stuff that happened over across the waters, you know, over the past couple years, yeah, you know, traveling across the waters is not the same anymore. You know, some people are still, you know, brave and they're still going to travel. And I remember when we were traveling, cruising every year, one of our... Well, my mother's favorite spot 
you know, because she would re- she would refuse to fly. She, she and she went to her grave. She said she was never flying, and she never did. And I guess you know, if she had heard all of this stuff going on now, she definitely wouldn't have been going anywhere. Well, for those of you who are still considering, you know, traveling abroad, no matter how far abroad or how near abroad. They're saying, the U.S. being they, they're issuing a travel warning for the Bahamas. Now, check this out, because in all the news that I have read, I did not know this. And this definitely, you know, puts a a, a thought in my head, because I've really been thinking about, okay, you know, now if God spares your life, you start traveling, where will you go? Because that was my that was my thing. I wanted to see the world. You know, I wanted to go on, you know, my thing was, listen, you go cruising, you get the best of both worlds because, you, you know, you go to different, you know, ports. You get a chance to spend the day, and I mean, you can't do a whole lot in a day, but you can get a chance to spend the day, you know, in different countries. Well... Honey, honey, the United States has issued a level two travel advisory for all of the individuals who plan to travel and going, you know, to the Bahamas might be a second thought for you. They say the advisory warns travelers to exercise increased caution Due to the crime that's going on over there, specifically on the islands of New Providence, which includes Nassau, the Grand Bahama, and Freeport, that includes those. Now, this is this this here that uh, Grand Bahama, Freeport, that's Paradise Island. All yeah, that there. That's their main tourist attraction, going to Paradise Island. And that's a huge cruise port. Yes, a huge cruise port. As a matter of fact, they dock there overnight quite often. Yeah, which means that they don't just stop there for the day and leave. You know, a lot of times what they'll do is, you know, the hurricane season really destroys a lot of travel plans. And they still make the plans to stop at different ports despite the hurricane season because you never quite know, you know, which island might make it and which island might be, you know, bad. But what what has happened is, of quite a few times, the Bahamas, it's been spared any devastation or damage where they would dock there and spend maybe one or two nights there, and you kind of go off and on the cruise ship. Yeah. So nobody, they have, they've been keeping this quite quiet because all the 
uh, news that I've been reading, this is the first time I've come across this, and they're saying that a security alert posted by the U.S. Embassy in the Bahamas last week advised United States citizens to be aware that 18 murders have occurred in Nassau since the beginning of 2024. Well, y'all, we only at the 30th of the month. So that's almost an average of a murder a day. Yes. So they say the alert warns that murders have occurred at all hours, including in broad daylight on the streets. Now, they had said before, you know, when you go out to these ports, especially those that dock overnight, which are not a lot of them. Again, a lot of them do not stay Overnight, they kind of hit it and quit it, you know, for the day. They tell you, you know, don't go, you know, into, you know, the 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 island, you know, deep. Don't go into, you know, these cabs and let them take you out to different, you know, uh, places to party. Yeah, people actually leave the cruise ship to go party. And they tell you, do not do that. You know, be very careful. Don't be jumping in these um, these uh, these cabs because you don't know where these people are going to take you. And they're saying retaliatory gang violence has really been the primary issue over there for these 2024 murders. So they're saying that, you know, this here... Over the hill area, south of Shirley Street, they say this gang on gang violence has resulted in a high homicidal rate. So violent crimes such as burglaries, armed robberies, and sexual assaults, they say occur in both tourist and non-tourist areas. So they're telling you to be vigilant when staying at short-term vacation rental properties where private security companies do not have a presence. All right? Pay attention for those of you who, you know, really want to get out there and travel and kind of sightsee. They're saying they're also warning against activities involving commercial recreational watercrafts including water tours. They say that the advisory says those activities are not consistently regulated, excuse me, and the watercraft may be poorly maintained and some operators may not have safety certifications, that commercial watercraft operators have discretion to operate their vessels regardless of weather forecasts. And in that instance, they say injuries and fatalities have occurred. They say that they are not, a lot of them don't have permits. And be careful if you're operating jet ski rentals on New Providence and Paradise Islands. Mm. They're saying also be mindful of sharks when swimming as there have been recent fatal and non-fatal incidents involving sharks. 
So you don't only have to worry about the sharks on the land. you got to worry about the sharks in the water. So they have these final advice tips. If you're traveling to the Bahamas, they say do not answer your door at your hotel or residence unless you know who it is. They say don't physically resist any robbery attempt. They say enroll in the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program, which is the STEP program to receive alerts and make it easier to locate you in an emergency. They say follow the Department of State on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Review the country security report for the Bahamas. Prepare a contingent plan for emergency and medical situations. And visit the CDC page for the latest travel health information related to your travel. All right? So, mm. they're also saying that U.S. officials are urging Americans to not use dating apps if if visiting Colombia after some deaths have taken place over there as well. All right. So, you know, if you're going to insist on traveling to these places, you're going to have to be on high alert. You know, you can't be out here and be some dodo traveler. You know, some people are really careless, you know, when they're out here, you know, traveling and you don't want to make the wrong move. Okay, you're talking about 18 deaths. And I'm telling you, not one of these have come up on my radar. And I, when I give you news, I check several sources. So I have not seen any, not one. I haven't seen one of these. And to now hear that 18 deaths have occurred, yeah, that's something that you want to watch out for. You definitely want to watch out for You know, Paradise Island is huge. Trust me when I tell you, a huge traveling spot. And one of the reasons why it's a a huge traveling spot is because it's easy. It doesn't mandate that you travel, you know, with um, a passport. No. All you need is that federal ID, the new ID that the DMV gives you. Yeah, or that or your passport book, that little, you know, mini traveling book. You don't need that huge passport, quote-unquote, to go to the Bahamas, okay? Especially if cruising, all right? So please, 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 please be careful. What else are we talking about? Oh, 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 we got another update, y'all. From Friday's conversation, remember we talked about Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Yes, remember the drug dealer who uh, went up into the apartment in Flatbush and never came out? Yeah, well, they've got an update to that story, and I definitely wanted to cover that. Yeah, so here's what they say happened. They say they got a tip. From somebody that they saw the head 
of someone in the apartment of this woman, Heather Steins, 45. And they acted on that tip, went up in the apartment, and that's when they found the taped-up refrigerator. And all of the human remains we talked about, remember the body part was cut up, the body parts were all in, in all different types of bags and all kinds of things. Well, they arrested her. Remember now, the man who, you know, supposedly lived there, who they're thinking actually did the um, murder, is in jail in Virginia. So she's the one that was found in the apartment. So they arrested her. They took her for a psych evaluation, and then they took her to jail. Yeah, after they found um, him up in there all cut up. So after they did a fingerprint check is when they found out that it was this uh, Corsheen Gelza, and hmm, remember he was the registered sex offender and the drug dealer. Mm-hmm. So they have her locked up. They've spoken to an aunt. They said, who says, you know, hey, you know, her niece, you know, moved to New York after eight, um, eight years ago, after father died and. You know, she's been, you know, using drugs, but she's not violent. Well, I don't know about her being violent, but I know she's crazy. Because you got to be crazy to be living up in an apartment with a head and a body all cut up in your refrigerator. And who taped up the refrigerator? That's what I want to know. So I don't care nothing about you being violent. But I'm going to tell you something. She's going to answer for that crime. Oh, she's going to answer for that crime. She's going to answer as to why she's been living up in this apartment with this cut-up body, which is probably why they took her for the psych evaluation. Because you got to be crazy to be living up in a, in a, in a place with some cut-up body and the refrigerator that's taped up. Because there had to be two refrigerators up in the place. Because I'm sure, again, I said this on Friday, you couldn't have been going in and out this refrigerator getting milk juice, eggs, meat. You, you you weren't living this life or, again, if you were living this life, uh, you need your head checked out. So, you know, they've got it in custody on a $50,000 bond. Now, in my opinion, that's pretty light. They find you up in the, in the apartment with a dead body, you know, cut up. Not just a dead body, but the dead body cut up. So you had to be a part of this crime. Because ain't no way in the world you just living up in there. So I'm, I, we're going to follow this story because I'm interested in, you know, how they're going to handle her. They're saying, again, that the $50,000, um, they're holding her. Now, here's the thing. It's probably only $50,000 because they know she has not really done the crime. Because I told you, this is a huge man. This man was pretty large. She didn't do this crime, you know, by herself. So although she may have been living up in there, they know she wasn't the one who actually killed him and cut him up. So 
That's probably why it's only fifty thousand dollars. They're probably trying to get her to talk. But like I said last Friday, they know most of the story already because they somebody didn't told the story. People told the story already, so we're gonna follow this story, y'all. Mm-mm-mm. All right, what else are we talking about today? Oh, talk about dumb dumbs. Oh, it's let's talk about it Tuesday. Let's talk about this. Stupid, and I'm calling him big time stupid, Yusef Salam. Oh, talk about a dumb dumb. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, why are we calling him? Or Pastor Steph is calling him a dumb dumb. So he is a part of the Central Park Five. Yeah, and y'all know the scandal about the Central Park Five. Now. Uh, Shantice is a little too young to know about the story initially, but definitely Pastor Jeff and Pastor KL know what I'm talking about, you know, as we are New Yorkers, and that was huge back in the day. You know, now you've seen the story, the Central Park Five, all the new stories, the movie, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, he was a part of that Central Park Five, and he has become a New York City councilman. Now, I know nothing about this. I didn't know anything about this, but yeah, he's, he, I guess this was last year's vote. He's become one of the uh, council people. <sighs> so here's what he did. Why well, I say he's a dumb, dumb. So he was involved in a traffic stop. Now let me tell you why they stopped him. First thing that alerted them, it is illegal in New York to have heavily tinted windows. Well, some of his windows were, I don't know how many of them, but definitely them back ones were heavily tinted. And they pulled him over also because not only were the windows heavily tinted, but he had Georgia plates. So, (sighs) when they pull him over, they have the body cam footage that shows all of this. So, it's not anyone's, you know, this is not hearsay. They have reviewed the body cam, and they're going with what happened on the body cam. So, they pull him over. They say that the officer that pulled him over was very polite. And when he walked up to the car, asked him to roll the window down. And the first thing he says is, my name is so-and-so, and and I am a city councilman. So, the officer says, all right, well, sir, you know, Good night, pretty much. No fuss, no muss, all right? This dum-dum, the next day, starts talking to the press about the fact that he was stopped by the cops. And he begins to tell the story and he, they say, exaggerates 
the story of how he was stopped, blah, blah, blah. Now, here's the thing. Nobody said that he was stopped. They, nobody told the story. He was the one who brought the situation up. Now, here's why he's another dumb, dumb. Okay. You're a city councilman, right? So, they say according to the Board of Elections, which common sense, he has to be a resident of New York in order to win any kind of council person's seat. So, they say that you are registered to vote in New York, you're registered to vote and you win in New York, and you have registered Georgia plates, which means your registration is in Georgia, which means you're a resident of Georgia. And he had 30 days from July 27th to switch those Georgia plates to New York plates and register his car under the New York law. So you dumb, dumb, go make a fuss. So now they pull you over in a car with Georgia plates that are registered to your name. So now it's illegal to do that. So now, New York City Councilmen, you are now breaking the law that you brought attention to. Why are we so stupid? Why are we so stupid? So now, guess what? They're calling that your butt resign. You have just got the spot. So already, they want to get rid of you. Because you probably only won in the first place because you were a part of the Central Park Five and you had that notoriety. So they say the stop was not an illegal stop. And if it was, you still end up behind the eight ball. Because the one thing you want to ha- you want to happen is if there's an illegal stop, you want all your stuff to be okay. So the only problem is the cop that stopped you, and now they can point the finger at him or her. You don't want for them to illegally stop you, and then you got something that they can talk about. Well, oh well, let's see how long he keeps this spot, because they're definitely calling to get him gone. They're saying that he's committing insurance fraud, Oh, all kinds of stuff. They said this cop did everything by the book. And not only that, they're mad because you you used your name and your, what do you call that, status, to even get out of the stop. So already, you just got the spot and you're throwing that weight around. How dumb are you? Because this is what they expect us to do. This is what they said as as soon as the cop started talking, that's one of the first things he mentioned, that this is who he was. And the cop 
said, okay, you know what, because this is who you are, you know what, go ahead, you know, no, no worries. And then you, the next day, go and make a stir. That goes to show you, you're not going to be a good representation of anything. Oh, yeah. They already see you as a problem. And a lot of people probably saw you as a problem anyway and didn't want you in the seat anyway. And now that you got the seat anyway, you need to toe the line. Well, you blew that. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Dummy. Dumb, 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 and dumb. Just dumb. Dumb, 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 and dumb. All right, before we finish up and get to our due time crew to give them something to talk about, you know the migrants are always on the list over here on this due time. And they got a migrant pickpocketing team. <laughs> pickpocketing team, I should say. So they say this is the newest headache for the New York Police Department. They're saying that this pickpocketing team or these pickpocketing teams of about a hundred asylum seekers are on the radar of the police department. They have been going through Greenwich Village and all of their little watering holes, all their little bars and little restaurants and all of that stuff. And they now have become real slippery and they have caught up to a couple of them. And yes, some of them are females. And they said one of the little rings has a ringleader, some woman, who has a team of Colombian migrants in her pocket. And they got caught and were charged with grand larceny and possession of stolen property. At three, from three places, some Bosco on Bleecker, Wicked Willies, and the Red Lion. So they are, and they're young. So they've got someone 23. He's been arrested four other times in Manhattan, including allegedly stealing cell phones from handbags and people's pockets. They've got a 25 and a 26-year-old who were working along with those um, individuals that we just that I just named. And they got three new larceny incidences just this uh, past weekend. Uh, and they're saying this, this, is, this is the brand new headache. So mm, they say although it's a small percentage of the migrants, it's still a, a pain in the neck. It's still a pain in the neck because it's already adding to pre-existing um, issues that we have here in New York, New York, New York City. And they said in um, September of last year, more than 40 migrants had been arrested at the Roosevelt Hotel. Now, you know that's the main intake center. <clears throat> so you ain't even made it out the intake center. 
Well, this is what you inherited. This is what you inherited. Oh, let's talk to our due time crew. Let's start with our Pastor Jeff. Hey there, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good, and good. Well, Pastor Jeff, let's get to talking. And uh, you always tell us we know how you feel, but or we know what you're going to say, but let's uh, let's hear you anyway. Listen, Pastor Jeff, have you been to the Bahamas, Paradise Island? You've been there. I'm sure you've been there, right? Nope, haven't been there. Been a, wow, been a lot of really? Every time I was getting ready to go there, something, something happened. Wow, okay, okay, okay. Was that, was Paradise Island something on your radar since... The last time you were stopped, or did you just give up? No, nah, Paradise Island was never on my radar. Oh, okay, I never, okay, never okay. Even, I never even heard about Paradise Island. Pastor Jeff, <laughs> you know, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Yo, really? Yeah, that's a hot spot um, out in the Bahamas. It's a big casino spot, big uh, a tourist um uh, spot they they're known for like their beautiful waters and everybody who goes to the Bahamas that's the place that they go. Well, they've got 18 murders since 2024 even started, and we're just at the 30th of the month. So let me ask you something: What do you think about this traveling abroad now? That all this what stuff I is going on everywhere we go. What I always thought about it, despite why I didn't go to Paradise Island, I always went places where I had other guys that I could hook up with. Like, mm. you know, when I went I, I went to Sweden, there was a, a you know, a group of African brothers that I knew that lived there so they could take me and, and keep keep me safe. I can go up in the hood okay. and go, up, go to the clubs, you know, and see the real you know, I always liked the I, those resorts places never turned me on you know okay so i um that's why paradise island was on my radar because i never wanted to take my woman <laughs> a lot of those places because of all the violence you know? okay 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 so, well that was smart that was smart that was smart i took, I took, I took my wife to paris and had to stay in the tourist area and was upset because I wanted to be all up in the hood. Okay, okay, okay. So, did, so you didn't know anybody in Paris? That means, huh? No, didn't. Oh, okay. So, but we, I still, I, her and I still ventured, you know, rented a car and went went in the hood a little bit. But I was uneasy because right. we're vulnerable in these countries. Just like in Brazil, yep. if you, you if you put the okay sign up with your hand, like telling somebody okay. Right. You offend those Brazilians and actually get beat up. So, wow. Okay doesn't mean okay there. Wow, wow, wow. It's like putting the middle finger up. So wow. If you don't know, if you don't know, you'll you be jacked up in a lot of these places. Wow, wow, wow. Well, thanks for that little tidbit because I surely didn't, I, haven't, I hadn't heard about that. 
Yeah, well, they're really cautioning people now um, about traveling abroad. I, and, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, I'm really surprised that people are still kind of going. You know, with all the – they had um, the tail end of last year, they talked about, you know, how the people had gone – to um, a couple of these places, and they were kidnapped and all kinds of things. So you really got to be very careful um, when you're going out. Like you said, we're vulnerable. They target us. They know we're tourists. We look like tourists. So they're not dumb. They know what we look like. They know what we look my, like. My wife is my wife is upset because I don't want to go nowhere now. She, she, mm-hmm. She's like, look, oh, I can't get you to go. And she don't understand as a man. I feel vulnerable in those places when I'm with her because I have to protect her, you know, and I don't want to be where I don't have no connection, you know, with nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I took my daughter over. I took my daughter over to Puerto Rico and she almost got me beat down out there because she, (laughs) you know, she, she did something stupid. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, it makes sense, Pastor Jeff. I have to tell you, it makes sense, you know, this as a person who has traveled, not, you know, extensively, but, you know, I have traveled. This has put a damper on my traveling uh, desire as well because you don't want to go anywhere and you end up, you know, look at all the people that are now American who are now hostages. You know, you don't want to end up going anywhere like that. And I can't imagine being a man who, you know, wants to and needs to protect, and now you're over there, and now you got new issues. you got issues when you're here at home. Now you don't want to go nowhere where you're going to have issues. So it makes every bit of sense. It, it really does. Oh, all right, um, Pastor uh Jeff, okay, so tell me something. Had you heard of this Yusef Salam issue and this whole traffic stop thing? Yes. So what do you think about this? Well, I'm, I got I got to defend my man a little bit. He's been in jail most of his life, okay? He, 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 he was a kid when he went to jail. You know, it, it, and jail educated him, so he really, the common sense that we would have, he's not going to have. Yes, he got the, the, the position because he was one of the Central Park Five, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. you know, but, but yes, he's very stupid because the dude got money. You got paid, you know, lovely. Right. You should be a millionaire now, multi-millionaire now, and then you're going to go and get Georgia Place? Man, come on, man, you know. If you if you're at that level and you're going for politics, you got to make sure because you know everybody does it. Everybody, you know, you know New York insurance, everything is high, and people, you know, get out of state place. It's like even me, you know, I got property in other places, so I, you know, I use my my property address, you know, to register my cars, you know. But I ain't running, I ain't running for office. I run for office. You gotta you gotta clean your plate. You gotta. Make sure every dot, every I, cross every T. You know, absolutely. They're gonna come. They're gonna come for you. Absolutely. And then he, you know, he won. He 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 was doing that for for a little more notoriety. Now he's uh-huh. used to the little fame he got. So yo, I got pulled over by the cops. I'm a black man. I got pulled over. You know, uh-huh. and it's stupid. He he just didn't think it through. And yeah. I don't think he's smart enough to be a, be the councilman, so they should fire his butt. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you 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 need to go. I, I I have no confidence. You know, again, the notoriety got you there, but your dumb dumbness is gonna is gonna get you out of there. And you know, unfortunately, you raised the flag and you shouldn't have. Now he was living in Georgia, so you know that 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 it didn't start off wrong, but they made it. And they let him know, yo, you have 30 days, so you're going to have to clean this up. And for you to have been warned and notified that you needed to clean it up and you didn't, and then you go and you raise the flag, you just like kind of, you're a dumb dumb. Get rid of him. Get rid of him today, 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 today. All right, Pastor Jeff. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk to Pastor KL and Shantis, see what they have to say before we come back to our other conversation for the morning. Let's say good morning to Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you, Pastor KL? I am well, thank you also. <laughs> All right, Pastor Kale, we're talking about traveling abroad. What are your thoughts about traveling abroad these days? Well, these days I definitely have reservations. I'm I'm not going nowhere. I'm not nowhere at all. No, the only island I'm going to is Staten Island. That's it. <laughs> You know, that's the, your notoriety. You want to bring that up. 
only to find out that you're guilty. So now they're calling for you to give up your seat. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a dumb criminal. You know, he's a dumb, dumb criminal. Um, I, I, I remember the days, well, well, in my former life, I used to dress, speak, and almost rap like Kumo D. So we looked alike, a lot alike. And I got pulled over one day by the police because I was speeding. And the dumb, dumb cop said, oh, my God, it's Kumo D. Man, get on out of here. And I got out of there. I didn't go and I didn't complain. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't complain to nobody. I didn't say, look what the cop did. I just left. I was Kumo D for 20 seconds. I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling between you and Pastor Jeff, y'all got some stories, man. Y'all have got some stories. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you know, if if you get this kind of pass, especially with, you know, the fact that you have experienced this huge, you know, Central Park Five upset in your life, you did go ahead, be quiet, be quiet. Be quiet. And I'm not saying live as a church mouse, but just be quiet, especially if you're guilty. Especially if you're guilty. So do you think he needs to to, to be put out in a seat? I want to ask you that. Yeah, I think so, because I think he came in in false. He came in wrong. You know what I mean? And, And listen, don't nobody understand insurance better than me. You know, Alabama got the cheapest insurance. You know, so had I been in New York and knew somebody in Alabama, I'd have been living in Alabama too, you know, (laughs) just because of the insurance and the registration. But with all the money he got, you can pay your own insurance and registration from from New York. You're a cheap, cheap, dumb criminal. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Oh, my goodness. All right, Pastor Kale, thanks for joining us this morning. Let's give your girl, Shantisa Hollis, see what she's got to say before we go on to our other conversation. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. I'm okay, I'm okay. All right, let's get to chat. We're talking about... Uh, the Bahamas, as your grandmother would say, the Bahamas, Nassau <laughs> Bahamas. <laughs> All right, so you know you are uh, you like to get away. What do you think about traveling abroad now? It's sad because it's like even last night when we was talking about you know the cruises and how the cruise ships don't even look the same anymore because. It just seems so packed now, like there's people everywhere. It's it's just too much to travel now, unfortunately, you know, to go to these islands. I remember when we went and I had my nameplate on and you kept telling me, take that off, take that off because they'll snatch that out here, they'll snatch that. And at first I was like, eh, but the more we were walking around that marketplace, and as Pastor Jeff said, you thought it was their version of the hood. I was like, yeah, so this ain't my hood, so let me take this off because I don't know nobody over here. So if somebody snatch it, I can't identify nobody by name. I can't immediately go to someone and say, yo, so-and-so snatched my – it's just too much now. It, it's too much 
you know, before past stuff, you used to travel by yourself. You used to know it's it's way too much happening right now, unfortunately, for even as a group, you know, for you to feel comfortable to go somewhere now. Yeah, because it was, they look at the groups that went away and now they're hostages. Um, the, mm-hmm. uh, the the couple that went away last year and uh, it was a group of them, not just a couple, a group of them and someone was killed and the other ones were kidnapped and, you know, they were from, you know, America, the hood, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, all they wanted to do was go away to Mexico and they ended up, Becoming victims So you're right You know It's not safe to travel Anywhere Anymore Like it was You know Back in the day And uh, You know What are you going to do You're going to have to Kind of stay close to home And and let The United States Be your destination Mm -mm. Uh All righty What about the Dumb 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 Yousef Salam What's your thought about that story? You know, after watching the um, reenactment that they had on Netflix, I couldn't see any of the five. Even the, the, the one, I forgot his name, but the one where he had, you know, some type of disability, mental disability. I can't see any of them willingly putting themselves in the line of fire. I don't care how old he ended up being. This was 900 years since then. After watching that and then watching an interview with them where they admitted that everything, you know, a lot of times they, um, you know, have these biopic movies or things and everything isn't true, but they sat and each of them said it was true. Everything that happened in that series the way the the young boys acted, all of that was true. There is no way you could go through all that and you would do it. You would litter. I wouldn't litter. If I had to hold my garbage until I got to the next borough, because that's the next time I saw a garbage can, I would not throw anything in the street after experiencing what they experienced. I think that was very stupid and careless of him, that you would want to bring any type of attention to yourself like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know, it, nobody wants to say you're going to walk around scared or whatever, but you would think right. that, you know, you want to just, again, stay out and away from. Let me let me ask the men, you know, you're saying this as a, as a female. Pastor Jeff, Shanti says, you know what, I'd be towing the line, you know, if I were a victim of you know, the circumstances that and the treatment and the experience that this Central Park Five individuals had, how would you move going forward? You would feel like towing the line, but, you know, some things is just a party, you know, <laughs> and, and you can't help yourself but be yourself a lot of times. So, you know, the they were innocent of that crime, but chances are they they all was doing some mischief, and and it's and, it, and it's in them, it's in their blood, you know. And I'm talking from experience, you know. I've I've 
I've had to pay prices for things I've done, and then you would think that it would make me not do certain things anymore, but I couldn't help myself. You know what I'm saying? Oh Lord, have mercy! It was a part of me, you know. Mm. Like David said, my mother did bear me in sin. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, Pastor Jeff. Okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Pastor KL, you know, if this were you and you were one of the Central Park Five who experienced all of that stuff, how would you move forward? Listen, you know, I, I do understand what Pastor Jeff is saying, but I ain't going back to jail. I don't want to go back to jail for dropping an ice cream cone. You know, I'm going to be sweet and clean everywhere I can. I mean, I'm not going to spit outside. I'm not going to drop no paper out of my pocket. I'm just not going to go past the stop sign. I'm not doing nothing. You can honk behind me for 20 seconds. I'm going to wait sure. I'm going to make sure I stop at the stop sign and do the 5, the 10, the 15 seconds before I move. I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm, in fact, I don't even want to talk to a cop. If I see a cop, I'm going to the other way. There's nothing. I don't even want to say good morning to you. You might remember me. Listen, can I, can I say something? Sure. I've I, I worked in jail for years, and I've been to jail. And you once, once you have gone through it, the fear will leave you a little bit. Uh. You know, somebody that hasn't, they, they, you know, they, of course they're going to have a whole lot of reservations. But once you've gone through certain things, it will leave you, and you'll still take chances and, and risk, okay? I'm just letting you know. You know, if it's in you, if it's in you, it's it's hard. Only Jesus Christ is the reason why I don't do a lot of things. Okay. Well, 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 well Pastor Jeff, let me, let me say this to you, because as, as you are a worldly man, I, I've been to jail too, and uh, at that point, I found Jesus Christ. Because I. <laughs> I was not going back to jail. It was no longer in me. It came out of me real quickly. It just jumped out. It's like the spirit just jumped out of me. I just don't know. But I know that if it had not been for the Lord, who was on my side. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't even Jeff? make it to jail. I didn't make it. I they had me. They had me in the security room, and I said, uh, "Here's my mama's number. Mm-mm, I ain't about that life at all. I ain't about to front for nobody. Don't even take me to Central Booking. No way." <laughs> well, I I have to tell you, I only went for thirty six hours. And if there is one lesson I learned, you ain't never worry about Stephanie doing anything that would risk 
a cop looking at me twice. I it, it was it was so. <laughs> I'm with Pastor KL. I, 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 and I, you know what's funny? Because I know that there are people just like what you're describing, Pastor Jeff. You know, it's just like certain things. It just, it, you know, it don't move in. Only Jesus. Well, I'm with Pastor KL. That was all Jesus needed to say to Stephanie. That dumb 36 hours was like 36 years of my life. I will never. Oh my gosh. I will. It, Oh my gosh, just just talking about it <laughs> takes my breath away. And I don't want no part of that system. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want anyone to sneeze and, and think that they saw me when they really saw so-and-so. I don't want anything to do with it. And you know what's funny? It's And this is where it leaves you. You know, it leaves you at one extreme of the spectrum or the other. You're where, like, you know, those of us who say you ain't got to worry about me no more, and you got those of you, you know, like yourself, Pastor Jeff, who says, you know what, it's a little bit still in my blood. You know, that wasn't in my blood before. I ended up going on some stupid stuff. But they, whatever God wanted to do with Stephanie, he did it. He did it. I heard him loud and clear. No, ain't nobody got to worry about nothing happening for me anymore. That's all I needed to send that message, whether it was God sending a small message or a big message. I got the big message. No, thank you. And, you know, I, 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 just, I just, you know, again, with the um, – I, I, I don't. I had no desire. I, I really had no desire to even look at the the movie, the you know the the depiction of what happened um, with the young men. All the stuff that I heard, um, you know, through all the news and and all that stuff. You know, we we you know we 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 heard about it, you know, at great lengths. I had no desire to look at this movie. Um, all, to me, all that I had heard. Um, during the time of the trial and, and all of the years and things like that, that the news had been talking about it, was good enough for me. And in my head, I just couldn't imagine, you know, like Pastor KL said, you know, when you got stopped, whether it was a legal stop or whether it was an illegal stop, when you were stopped, you know, maybe he felt kind of fearless, and that's what prompted him the next day to go stand out there and now call attention but I would think that you know what when you when he told when the man sent you on you know go ahead about your business don't even look back you know there's no point for you to prove because you're wrong you knew you were wrong and you know if you you really want to flex at this time this ain't no time to flex dummy so you know I, I have to be honest I'm a little surprised that he even went that route. I'm, I'm really surprised. I, I wouldn't have thought that any of the five would have done anything. But like you said, Pastor Jeff, you know, sometimes if it's in your blood, it's in your blood. If that's what you want to do, you're going to do it. So, you know, now here's the problem. Now it may cost you a seat that you, you probably didn't even really earn. And, you know, so you could have spent five minutes, you know, making this, um, making this seat worthwhile where you could have really done some good and now you're going to have to spend how much time 
defending your right to even be there, and now this is the attention that you've drawn opposed to really helping some other individuals out here who, you know, are possibly going through some of the stuff that you went through or some other stuff that, you know, you really could can, benefit. Can, can I give you a Bible lesson? Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Give me the Bible lesson. <laughs> Jephthah in the Bible. He uh, he was thrown away from his family. They pushed him away. He went out in the streets and became a criminal. And he hung out with nothing but criminals. All right? And they learned criminal stuff. And it was that very stuff that he was willing to use and the skills he learned that was able to make him the judge over his family and the people of Israel. Okay? And uh-huh. I'm, saying, I'm saying it to say this. All right? For different strokes for different folks, that those experiences will come out. <laughs> they're, they're in you. They become a part of you. And they'll make you or break you. And evidently, it, 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 it broke him. You know, he, you know, it caused him probably to lose his seat, right? But, I, you know, that stuff becomes a part of you. It's in you. And trust me, sometimes it can be for your good and your bad. The... My 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 criminal stuff from my past is the reason why one of the reasons why I'm so blessed now because of the skill sets I learned then that I had to use for such a time as this. So if I if it would if if I would have let the jail and all that scare me to the point I wouldn't have fought the fight that I needed to fight and fight it correctly and even get the things that God has blessed me with that He said was mine so i'm you know that's why i said it'll 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 come out it's a part of you if it is you you know and and the guy probably just couldn't help himself even with all he made councilman he got money and he just couldn't help himself with the cops they put me over and and you know all of that i just had to tell it i had to make up a story you know he the boy couldn't help himself you know, you know what, Pastor Jeff. You know what, you know, and 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 while I I definitely respect that, you know, we were overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. So I mean, some some things that that we go through gets us to to the next level, you know. But um, I, I tell you, when I was in jail, and 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 for those of you who know, I'm a pastor and I'm a singer. My favorite song was I know it was the blood, because it was only the blood <laughs> that, that, that kept me. I, I just, you know, you keep on talking about it, it's, it's in your blood. It ain't in your blood, bro. You know, that, that blood better be washed. I will, I, listen, I am in Alabama where they will arrest you for no reason. I am in Alabama where they will put you in jail and lose you in the system. Listen, I, I am not, I, I'm crossing at the light. I'm not crossing in the middle of the street. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So I, I think it also depends on where you are. You, you conform quickly. Otherwise, you're going back. Yeah, Alabama, Alabama is no joke, man. Uh, All right. A better know friend it. of mine just got, got 50 years out there from one one mistake. He got 50 years. Mm-hmm. Mm. No well, you know, I, I, I definitely um, can appreciate as well, you know, um, the testimony. And, again, um, I think your your key thing was different strokes for different folks. You know, I, I do understand. You know, I remember when I, and I've told this story before, I remember being embarrassed 
um, like three times. I went to say like, oh, and when I went to jail or when I got arrested or whatever, and I hurry up and shut up because I was like, well, I can't tell people. And that was before I was a pastor. I, was like, I can't tell people that that happened to me. And the third time, the Lord said, are you crazy? He says, I gave you that testimony. You need to tell that story. And over the years, I've seen how it has allowed, it, you know, God has used it in in my ministry, in the ministry that he's given me. So I definitely understand that all of our experiences can be used, you know, as we, you know, go forward in our own individual ministries. However, you know, I'm not, I'm not testing the waters. It, it, that's not my blood. I'm not, I'm not moving that way. I'm not acting that way. I'm not going to push the envelope. I'm not going to, you know, um, I'm not going to, you know, press the issue, you know, if God chose to use that for the ministry, that's exactly what it'll be. It made me, it didn't make me a different person. It made me a stronger person. And I, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate, you know, what God used, you know, and, and how he used it. However, I, I, don't, I don't need that experience no more. I don't need that. You, you, okay, God, you need to use me another way. That 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 there, we didn't got that message. We didn't pass it on. So all the, you know, and I I definitely appreciate you know the 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 biblical reference. I appreciate you know how each of us um, in this journey, especially those of us you know who God has called to to be pastors, you gotta have some kind of. Um, experience. You've got to have some type of testimony. Other than that, you're not going to be as useful to the people of God and to this world. Because if we don't have a story to tell, if we ain't been through nothing, then we are really not going to be as effective as we, you know, could be. So I definitely, you know, get it. But I'll pass. I'll definitely pass. Um, Ain't in my blood to be walking around here (laughs) testing the waters. After that, um, you know, the best part about it was, you know, I had one year. They said, if you, you know, we're going to put this out here and, you know, uh, we're going to lock it up if you can stay clean for one year. If you have no other incidents, it, it was a cakewalk for me because, I wasn't accustomed to doing anything. It wasn't a challenge. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't cross, you know, against the light. Oh, my God, I can't jaywalk. I I didn't have to think about those things because it just wasn't in me to do certain things. I hadn't, 40 years I hadn't lived. I hadn't done anything. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, a year, okay, 365 days, I got this one. And by the grace of God, I, I didn't run into anything. And, again, because it was nothing to really, for me to really think about. It wasn't a challenge where I got to really, like some other people, have to really make it their business to not do anything because, you know, it's it's sealed up. And like it's been me. sealed for what? What do you? Wait, wait, which side is like you? You did or you didn't? I got. I got. I got to constantly, co- consciously, at all times, think about everything that I do in business. Okay. Because I'm, I am so prone to play the gray areas and 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 cross those lines. And I literally got to think things through to make sure because it's in me. I mean, I had a, a in New York years ago. I had a whole mortgage company. Lawyers, I mean docs, I mean lawyers and and brokers and everybody working for me, and it was a whole criminal enterprise back in the <laughs> '90s. And and I 
and I'm too, I'm too prone, I'm too prone for that. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, God made me so smart, I can, you know, just think my way through it. I got to be careful, and you know, I got to be careful about everything that I do, <laughs> because it, it's in me, you know. And you know what? I think a lot. I think all of us. I think all of us. For you, that's that's for you, but and I think every one of us. It's in us for something. It's, you know, just happens to be in a different area. You know, for you, it's that. For Shantice, it's this. For Pastor KL, it's that. For me, it's something else. So I think every one of us um, have to, especially those of us who've been, you know, kind of in it, you know, really in it. You know, now you have to consciously think about not doing Shantice talks about certain things all the time. She's like, I, uh, I got to think about that thing. And I too have to think about things. I think all of us have, you know, those things. And I think it's important that this conversation even comes up today because somebody is being challenged out here. Somebody's, you know, we over this weekend we talked about the will of God, a better having a better understanding of the will of God. And that's something that you got to keep in your head, Pastor Jeff, just like you said. But I think it's for everybody. You ain't authentic. To every one of us on this line, this, this, this listening audience needs to hear that everyone on this line, despite the fact that we have given God our life, there is something that we battle that we have to literally say, ah, Stephanie, Girl, you better step back because if you don't, you be walking that line instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I don't know, Pastor K, uh, KL Chantis. I don't know if you want to speak for that uh, as well. Um, I I talk like you said, Pastor. Stuff, I talk about that a lot with a few different things. Um, you know, God has had to really teach me how to totalize with him teaching me business and you now I kept wondering like oh you know I want to go back to school but what am I really going back to school for is it just for me to say that I got a degree because guys you're teaching me a lot you're opening the door for me to have the experience that people who have a degree don't have the experience and this whole me chasing money I've always been before like you know, I, I worked in restaurants because it was quick money. You know, he had to keep me from trying to go further, trying to work in, in strip clubs. You know, I applied to strip clubs and didn't get in. Or it was all about the, the fast money, the fast money. And he has to keep keep me streamlined because even now with his business that he's given me to run and teaching me how to run, it's like don't make that move because that's that fast money mentality. You know, don't charge them this. Yes, you should charge them that because, you know, this is the price for it, and, you know, you're still giving them a discount, but I'm telling you to give them an even bigger discount. There's been times I've really battled with him, but I'm like, but, God, how is it that I can't charge them this? This is what the price is. This is like, because you got that fast money mentality. So it, it is a, a bit of a struggle for me at times. There's a long period of time where I have no problem with it at all, and then I don't know what happens. Out of nowhere, it's just like it, it, it just tries to pop up. And God has to really, like, talk to me. And I always ask God, I need the remedial version. Thank you. Talk to me real <laughs> slow, Jesus. I ain't afraid to admit it. I need the real A, B, C, D. Give me that, please. Because I, I gotta, you got to take me all the way back to the beginning that time. And it is what it is. If that's what I need to 
confess to God and ask him to do in order to keep me obedient, then please do it. Uh, yeah. Sound so, like, you know, like we need Jesus. <laughs> and we do. We do. And we do. And it does, uh, people understand, need to understand, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's easy for you. How many times, Pastor Jeff, Pastor K.L., Shantice, people have said, oh, you know, that's easy for you, even if they didn't use those uh-huh. exact words. You know, they say, oh, well, uh-huh. you know, well, my, my struggle is this, but, you know, it's easy for you. And they don't even realize, yo, you're struggling. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You don't realize how hard it really is for me. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You really gritting and you know you biting down. You know, trying to make sure you don't because you know the pitfalls. You know the landmines you mm-hmm. can end up stepping on if your eyes are not Pastor open Seth. and you don't stay prayed up. Yes. Pastor Seth, pe- yes. People see me. My people see my wife and I and see our relationship and. You know, a lot of people that are going through in their marriages and stuff, and they be like, man, it's easy for you. You got that pleasant wife. She's beautiful. She's faithful. She's this. She's that. And you don't understand the struggles that I laugh on the inside because if they knew the womanizer I was and, the, mm-hmm. and if they know, if they know, like they want to know why I'm always up under my wife, I stay up under her because I don't trust me. You know, <laughs> and, and that works for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know. They don't know the struggles. They just see. They see the glory. But they don't know mm-hmm. how it's working. Mm-hmm. You know. Absolutely. I need that woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pastor K.O. always says, you know, he's a little silent now, but he always says, you know, they, they, you know, they don't know the story. All they see is your glory, but they don't know your story and. It's it's very true. They don't know your struggle, and I, a lot of people they say you know you make it look easy. Well, that's only because, as Pastor KL just said, the blood of Jesus. Only because I got to stick, like to do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes nothing in that area, like you said, you stay underneath your wife for X, Y, and Z reasons. You know, so everybody you know who's listening. Who you know? Who thinks that those of us who you know are, are uh, living and walking this walk, this this is not a cakewalk. This is not something you could just close your eyes and it's just gonna happen. You know, faith without works is dead. 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 Yes. Not not only that. You know, the very elect. We're scarcely making it. The very mm-hmm. elect. So even the mm-hmm. people who try to do stuff right every day, you yeah. know, you go get to heaven and they're not going to be there because they they, <laughs> they were scarcely make. Everybody's not going to get there. You think because mm-hmm. Pastor preaches so well that he automatically has a, a sure win to get in? That's not going to happen. The Bible says yep. every time I try to do good, every time I put it in my mind to wake up. And do good. Every time I say today is going to be a good day, I'm going to do it right today. It says that mm-hmm. evil is always mm-hmm. present. That, mm-hmm. that he's always there trying to change your mind and trying to, to, to tantalize and, and, and bring things in, in your memory that, that used to feel good, that used to mm-hmm. do good. And tell you, why are you really doing this? You know, listen, what you mean you yeah. want a regular job? 
When you sold drugs, you was getting $700 a day. What you mean you want to do it the right way? Are you crazy? So, so here I am trying to do this, trying to be a citizen to society, and the enemy keeps throwing stuff back out to you. You know, you was into women, all of a sudden, now I just want one woman. Why? Remember when the women used to take care of you? God didn't get you another woman. You know, I want a drug dealer as a woman. I want a drug dealer because I don't have to go to work. So this man will take care of me. Every time I try to do good, here comes the enemy reminding me of where I come from. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's how I say it's so when Pastor Jeff started talking and, you know, it, it just started playing in my head how many times you hear people tell you, oh, it's easy for you. And I'm like, yeah. That's the biggest insult ever. The biggest mm. insult ever. Because as it was said, you have no idea that while at this very moment God has me ministering to you, you don't even understand the thoughts that go through my mind at times. Whereas I'm ministering to you sometimes, there's still a side conversation going on with Jesus <laughs> that he helps to keep me sane as he has me speaking his words. You have no idea that the attack gets so real at times. That is only because of Jesus that I'm not physically doing something to you mm-hmm. while I'm talking to you. You have no idea how it's like the angels are literally holding me back. The Holy Spirit is literally holding back words and or actions. And for you to say, I had to like really Someone said it to me about three, four times. The fourth time, I just went off. I'm like, that is the biggest insult you can ever say to someone because you don't know. Because you're a big crybaby, and you're just now looking at the fact that God is just now calling you, according to you, according to you, he's just now calling you, and now he's like, I don't want I'm going to do this. You don't know what other people are going through. You cannot say that to someone. You have no idea how that comic can send someone backwards. You're not even aware of that. You know, you really have to be careful about how you criticize someone. You think you're saying that as a way to put pity on yourself. That is a huge criticism that can really send someone backwards. Mm. You know, it, it, it. I don't think a lot of people also understand that, you know, the words that you say to someone those you're really encouraging yourself, you know. <laughs> they don't even realize how God is using that time that you're ministering, that you're ministering to yourself. You know, you, how many times have you said something to somebody and you're like, "Oh, Lord have mercy, thank you, I just needed that for me." You know, mm-hmm. it, it, this is it, it's real. It's actually a real life that we're living. It's actually a real issue that's going on in our life, especially as pastors. You know, people don't know what you're struggling through. People don't know, you know, how many times people have called me and they're like, I've been trying to call you and, and, you know, I've been trying to reach you. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm barely holding on myself. I'm barely holding on. I go through those pockets of, you know, feelings and thoughts and just all kinds of things. And, you know, somebody is like, I needed you. And I'm like, oh, I need 
needed somebody. You know, you the people don't understand that there are just times when you are really just there. And when people are speaking to you, God is actually using that opportunity for you to actually help you to get through some things. So, you know, it, it's not easy mm-hmm. to stand up and give no sermon every week. It's not e- Listen, we're on this broadcast every single morning. And I've said this before. Do y'all think every day you want to get up and you want to encourage somebody? When you got to say, good morning, good morning, good morning. Sometimes I want to say, good night. Check y'all later. <laughs> it's not easy. It's just not easy. So I'm really glad that this actually came up because I think this was much more important um, than than what we were going to talk about. You know, I'll I'll hold that off, God space, till next week. I think that this is much more important um, because somebody needs to hear this today. Somebody needs to hear, um, you know, these confessions um, today, no matter how shallow or how deep, the confession is so i'm going to give everybody an opportunity just to give a word before and it could be any word you want any word you feel like you need it whether it's to encourage yourself to encourage someone else something that you feel god is leading you to say i want to give you an opportunity shanti so i'm going to start with you oh i would say make sure you stay honest the switch tip god gave us a while back Stay honest with God. That is the only way you will stay authentic and genuine in the person he has created you to be and to carry out the assignments and the ministry that he has handed to you. When you're honest with God, with all of your feelings, all of your desires, he is able to streamline you and walk with you even when it's painful He can help you successfully get through it and get you to where you need to be and help to keep you there. When you try to contain it and work it out on your own or hide things from him, you only end up creating a bigger mess for yourself that you're going to need God to help fix up anyway. So you might as well just cut out all the extra stuff and go to him initially and just stay honest with him so that you can now just live a a smoother life. If you would, and just do everything that you need to do without all the extra chaos. All right. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pastor Jeff, what do you want the listeners to know today? What is God giving you to give to the listeners, even if it's for you too? Jesus is real. I know. The Lord is real to me. <laughs> All right? That's what I want them to know. Jesus is real, and he's the, the, the you know, the everything, the all in all. And, and all that you're struggling with, all that you're going through, all that you've been through. All right? He'll carry you through. He'll fix it. And he'll work all those things out for your good. That's the message I want to give the people. It'll all work out for your good. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff, for your words of encouragement this morning. Uh, We have lost Pastor KL. Somehow he's dropped off. 
Um, but I want to say thank you. I love this conversation. Thank you so much, um, my due time crew, for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. You too. Thank, thank you. you. Too. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. All righty. Try to give Pastor KL an opportunity to actually get back on. In the interim, I will give you this benediction. Mm, nah. No, we're gonna we gonna take a shift here. Let me uh cue up my little prayer. before the Lord holding our hands and holding our hearts and as we hold hands and hold hearts to Heavenly Father God of all creation we come to you this morning God and we say thank you thank you for your encouraging words this morning even before we even realized what we would say how you would use us where this conversation would go the plans that were in place to have another conversation. We give you thanks for the one that took place, God. We ask you to continue to encourage our hearts, continue to be our mind regulator, continue to be the heart fixer, continue to help us suppress our spirit and give way to your Holy Spirit inside of us, God. We thank you for such a gift We thank you, God, for knowing before we were even born that we would need (laughs) all of this, all of it. We can't live without any peace that you have put into place. No matter how many times we try to step to the right or step to the left, step forward, step backwards, we need you. There's no getting around that. We need you, only you. As Pastor Jeff, Pastor Kale, and Shanti have all said, only you make the difference. If we don't give our lives to you, we will continue to be a mess. That we must give way to you. Because it's a fight. It's a fight even with you. Where would we be without you? Thank you, Father. Thank you for saving us from our sinful ways where we could have been dead easily from one wrong, I mean, one wrong step, one false move could have had any of us in our grave, and we would not be here today being used by you. Thank you. Thank you for the times when we wanted to let go, and you said, no, I'm going to hold on. Thank you for the times even now where we just want to throw up our hands. And as Shanti said, as Pastor Jeff said, you know what? (laughs) If I don't watch myself, I can see myself sliding over that line, but it's only because of you. Because others are watching. 
others will be carried straight into that ditch right along with us. We're not just responsible for ourselves. We are responsible for others, whether it's our immediate family, whether it's friends, whether it's coworkers, regardless of who it is. We're not just responsible for us. There are others in our care. There are others who are watching. There are others who are leading. There are others who are needing us. And that's one of the reasons why you keep us towing the line. Because how many would fall if we fell? So we thank you. We thank you for even putting us in that position. Because had it not been that, in that, uh, us in that position, mm, only you know where we would ultimately be. We thank you for an opportunity to get up and minister. When we didn't even think this was possible, when we didn't even think we could be used, when we didn't even think that this was your plan, when the invitation just went out, just so happened, when your name just came up on Facebook, when your page just popped, when someone just mentioned the name, when someone just referred you, when someone just said, you know, I know a person who would be good, it was your plan all along. And we thank you. We thank you for your son who died so many years before we were even thought of in this world. But you had us in mind. He had us in mind. We thank you that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. That we will all not give the same message. That we will all not set the same example. That we will all not make the same mistakes that each and every one of us will shine a light very differently than the other. So thank you, God, for the teamwork that every one of us work in tandem. We work as individuals and we work as a group. We have one message, and that's Jesus saves. And that's the message that you've given each and every one of us, that we can all help someone with the experiences, with our testimony, no matter how insignificant we may feel our experience might be, that you've allowed us to come through, that you have brought us through, that you've dragged us through for your glory. And we give that glory and honor to you, dear Heavenly Father. We ask you to bless our day, that all of this, would take us into our day, and it would make us even stronger. It would make us even better. It would make our fight hmm, that much better, that we would see the reason why we need to fight because there are souls that need us, that we need us, that we need one another that while we're ministering to the, the, the open broadcast air, that we're ministering to one another. Thank you. Thank you, God, as I always say, being the captain of this ship. But I am so very blessed each and every day when I disconnect from this broadcast. Mm, thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, our precious Savior, amen. Mm. 
Yeah, I had to pass on that benediction this morning. <laughs> wow. You know, I enjoy this group. I really enjoy. You know, I always say no matter who I'm left with, I always... I, I, I always have the right combination. You know, sometimes it's just the two of us. Sometimes it's a, a whole host of us. But regardless of the combination, it's always the right combination. And I give God thanks for just choosing, choosing each and every one of us. We have no idea why we're here ultimately. And as Pastor K.L. said, you know, the word of God tells us even the righteous shall scarcely make it. So that means no matter how hard you feel you might be working, mm, just may not be good enough. The word of God also says that there will be many who will say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I do that in your name? And he'll say, uh, excuse me, step away from me. You workers of iniquity, I know you not. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I got to tell you, I surely don't want to hear that. I don't. And this is one of the reasons why I encourage you to stay before God so that you can hear from him. See, when you're on your own uh, 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 uh Accord when you're on your own path When you move in and You know you don't pay attention To what God says Then you run the risk Of ultimately not making it in And That there is not even a consideration For me you know something very profound um, When Pastor uh, Jeff Started off saying that You know in in the business He's got to make sure he's Days on top of himself You know that's God Holding on to us When Shantice talks about You know hey I'm, I'm running this business For God but I got to make Sure I'm not thinking about the fast Money moves that I that's not My intent that's, that's Not something that I'm thinking about that's Not you know I'm not thinking that this is What I'm doing but the spirit of the Lord has to Yank that cord and not for Pastor Jeff alone, not for Shantice alone, not for Pastor Kale alone, not for Pastor Steph alone, but for you. Let me tell you something. I, I've been faced with some things very recently, and I've, I've had to tell the congregation, we're not going to move like this. It would be very easy for, for me to say, you know what, huh, being that this happened, here's how we're going to handle this. Or, you know what, being that this came up, I'm going to make this move, but I can't. And I have to, and I tell them, I said, I have to pay very close attention to that. I have to pay very close attention to the fact that the spirit of the Lord is is keeping me in a zone, and and I have to make sure I stay in that zone. I don't care what anyone feels I should do. I don't care what the congregation feels. I should do. I don't care what the people in this house feel like I should do. I don't care what my family feels I should do. I got one obligation, and that is to God. If I'm not feeling a certain thing, if I'm not thinking a certain thing, and I know for a fact that if it weren't for God, I'd be there because that's the way we normally flow. That's the way we think. That's the way the world moves. I got to pay attention to that. I must 
pay attention to that. And I'm telling you, it's just been real recent that I'm noticing that as things are jumping off, I'm not there. And I and I say to myself, mm, you you ain't go there. You don't feel that you don't feel that way. Wow. And it's not that I'm surprised, but it's like it, it it raises my eyebrow because I'm like, you know what, well, Lord, you really you you really insisted on showing me I'm gonna be different. You really insist on showing me that I'm not gonna do things just because the world does it that way. I'm not gonna do things just because it's easy to do it that way. And you have to pay attention to stuff like that. It's no different than what the examples that were given today. It's being led by God, whether it's being led by God to charge $10, you know, it's for, it's funny. Last night, Shantice, we got a nice size order. And Shantice, the number, she started talking about the profit margin. And I was like, okay, what is that? And I was like, oh, that's it? Wow, all that work and, and nothing? You know, that's it? And I said to her, I said, so she kept giving it to me in one way, and I said, no, no, no. I said, I need to hear it per item. Give it to me. Break it down to me per garment. What's the profit per garment? Because it, it sounds different. It, it'll give me a different perception. And when she gave it to me that way, I was like, oh, okay, wow, nice, nice. And I, I tell you that because that's the way we have to live our life. We can't look at things one way. Or if we look at something one way and it just doesn't sound right, we got to go back to God. And we have to ask God, okay, God, you, I know you don't want me to see it this way, but I'm only seeing it this way. I, I and Shantice kind of kind of said it a minute ago. You know, I, I need I, I gotta go. I need you to give this to me real remedial because I'm just there right now. Don't be afraid or ashamed to say that to God. It's better to do that than to automatically stay in your zone. I can't even tell you how damaging. The more I study the more I see how staying in that comfort zone is dangerous because more than likely that comfort zone is not God's way of looking at things. Make sure you always look at the things through God's eyes. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew who always comes through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now because later is not promised to us. Please don't miss this opportunity. As you heard everybody on here say this morning, strengthen that relationship with the Lord, because later is not promised to any of us.
Until tomorrow, God spares our life. Where it's Wow Wednesday. Until then, I love you.